will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool. The thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackal once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow and a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will, only be, they will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads, and gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. When I read a scripture like this, one of the things I do is I look at what, what part is grabbing my attention. And for me, when I first read this passage... It was the part where it says, say to those with fearful hearts. Fearful hearts. Why are these people afraid? Well, these people, uh, before this was written, these people were kidnapped. uh, Their enemies came and they took them away from their homes. And they were really sad. They missed their homes. And they wanted to get back there. Are we okay? They wanted... You guys can hear me? Okay. They wanted to get back to their homes. And they were waiting and waiting and praying and praying. And between them and their homes was a desert. They were in a faraway place. And and in order to get back home, they would have to travel all the way through this desert, which is not very hospitable. It doesn't seem like a safe journey through that desert. And they were waiting. Um, But this passage promises that the desert will bloom that the desert will bloom. What, what you don't see in this picture is the fact that the desert is covered with seeds. These are actually seeds that are thousands of years old that they've found today that still haven't grown because they haven't gotten water and nutrients. But the seeds are waiting. They're waiting just underneath the dust. Can you imagine that, kids? Can you imagine like the seeds waiting underneath the dust? And when you pour water on them, what happens? They start to grow. But these seeds have been waiting and waiting and waiting, just like the people of Israel are waiting and waiting and waiting for God to come. And sometimes when God hasn't come for a while, we start to become afraid. Sometimes when we're waiting for a long time, we start to worry, will it never come? Will things never change? I want to tell you a story about when I was 10 years old. I was on vacation with my family. This is my family, and that's me when I was 10, on vacation with my parents, and that's my brother and my mom and my dad. And we're on a vacation uh, in, a, in a different country where they don't speak English. And while we're in this, on this vacation, my parents had their anniversary. And they said, we're going to go out for an anniversary date. And is it okay if we leave you guys home? And we said, okay, we'll do it. And we had each other. We were in a hotel room. We locked the door. We were safe. And they said, we'll be home at 8 o'clock. And so they went off and they had their date. And we're just waiting around, and the sun starts to set, and we start to get a little bit nervous because we've been alone for a while. But then 8 o'clock comes around, and my parents aren't there. 
8.15 comes around. My parents aren't there. I don't even remember how long it was, but it felt like eternity for me. I became terrified. My waiting and my homesickness turned into fear and terror because I thought maybe something happened to my parents. Maybe they're never going to come back. Maybe I'm going to be stuck in this country forever. I started to be really afraid. Have any of you kids ever had been afraid like that? Yeah. Some of you guys have been afraid. It's scary. My parents did. No, you've never been afraid. Okay, that's good. One of me. Um, my parents did come back. But for that moment, it felt like an eternity, like they were never going to come back. And I was afraid. For a lot of us, um, we're waiting for something and we're praying for something. I know a little girl who wants something in her family to change. She loves her family, but there's something about her family she wished would change. She's been praying and praying and praying, asking God to change it, and it hasn't happened yet. And she's starting to wonder, God, are you going to answer my prayers? Is my family going to change or not? I would be afraid if I was her. Is God really going to come through for me? But adults have this too. Adults have been praying. I know a woman who's praying and praying, and something hasn't happened in her life, and she's worried that, that God isn't going to come through for her. It's easy when we're waiting for a long time for fear to set in, for our hearts to be overtaken with fear. It's like we're like these seeds, just like in this palm, like we're waiting for God to come through in the desert. Would God just come? And what I love about this passage is that God promises that this desert, the desert that they see between them and their home, is going to become a blooming desert. This is a picture of that same desert in bloom. God said there's going to be highway. There's going to be highway from where you are all the way back home. You're going to get to go home. You don't have to be afraid. God is going to come and rescue you. And along the way, there's going to be flowers and blooming, and, and, and the whole desert is going to burst into bloom. Not only that, but God is going to heal you. All the things that are wrong in this world are going to become right. Or as my, our, our children's Bible says, all the things that are wrong are going to become untrue. God is going to make things right. And how do we know this is true? How do we know God comes through? Because Jesus was born. That's what we're celebrating at Christmas. Jesus is like that seed born in the desert. See, he's born in the middle of the desert, but he helps the whole world bloom again. That Jesus brings life where there's no life right now. Jesus' name is also Emmanuel, and that means God with us. So when we look at the story of Jesus being born, we remember Jesus came once, And that gives us hope and faith that he will come again. And that's why it's so important when you kids go off to Kids Zone on Sunday mornings, we learn the stories of the Bible because we know that if God did it in the past, he'll do it again. God rescued people from Egypt and took them through the Red Sea into the Promised Land. And if he did that in the past, he'll do it again. We know that God healed people in the Bible. God healed people through Jesus. God healed people And we know if God did that before, he'll do it again. And God promises that he will come again. He's not going to leave us alone. So we have hope that Jesus will come again. That all the things that are wrong in this world will become untrue. That all the sickness and sadness will go away. And God will make everything okay again. He will come. Just like my parents came, finally. (laughs) God will come. And so our hope is real. The Bible says... That suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. 
And that hope doesn't disappoint us because God pours out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And that means that our hope is real. We don't have to wait to get to the end. We don't have to wait for Jesus to come to start seeing the desert bloom with flowers. Just like the Israelites didn't have to wait till they got to Jerusalem to start seeing the desert blooming, we don't have to wait until Jesus returns to start experiencing some of heaven right now. And that's how we keep praying. We keep praying with hope, knowing that God will come. So our job right now, because of what Jesus did, is that we get to be a community of hope. We get to be people who help share God's hope with others. So, this morning we gave a little bit of money. Part of that money, if you give it to the holiday offering, is going to go towards Lakeshore LifeWorks. So there are some kids who are in the foster care system who don't have a family to go home to. And no one is going to adopt them. And they're getting older and older. And pretty soon they're not going to have anywhere to live. But Lakeshore LifeWorks has set up a home for these kids to go to so that they don't have to age out. They have a place to be. They're helping those kids. When they help those kids, they are helping communicate hope. They're helping be part of God's hope for these kids. And when we help give towards our holiday offering, we are helping come alongside them. We get to be part of sharing hope with those people. Um, There's some kids at Great Lakes Elementary School, who you guys know about, who have, uh, who when they go home, they don't have food to go home with or to go home to. And we help back bags for those kids. But you guys did something, you kids did something a couple of weeks ago when you guys made something out of your hands, what did you guys make? Turkeys, yes. And remember we packed those turkeys, those hand turkeys into bags, and we sent those off to kids to remind them that there is hope. God is coming, and we get to share hope with the world. So I want to say to you kids that you guys helped lead us in becoming a community of hope. We get to share God's hope with the world, and you guys are doing that. When you learn the Bible stories, you remind yourself that God did it before and he'll do it again. When you guys um, help, help uh, lead us, we came up and you guys came up here and prayed over the hands. When you do that, you help share hope with the world. So, waiting is hard. Waiting for God to answer prayer is really hard. And you kids know it, and you adults know it. Waiting is really hard. And sometimes when we wait a long time, it can cause us to fear. But we don't have to fear. God gives us hope in Jesus. And we don't have to be afraid. God came once and he'll come again. In the meantime, we get to be a community of hope that reminds each other that God is coming. He is making all things right. And we get to see glimpses of that now. So as we conclude, I want to offer, uh, I want to invite the band up to come. Um, They're going to conclude us in a time of worship. And while we do that, I want to introduce us uh, to a couple of questions for us to think about. First of all, What are you hoping and praying for? What are you waiting for right now? Second of all, who do you know who needs hope? What are you waiting for and praying for? And who do you know that needs hope? So let's take a couple of uh, seconds. We'll maybe take a minute just to, to think about those two questions for yourself. And if there's anything else God might be saying to you, let's pay attention to that.